Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We're talking about structure or chaos this morning. Structure or chaos. And I know there are going to be times in your life when you're going to see chaos. And hopefully there are some times in your life where you're going to see some structure. I'm going to tell you right now, structure is better than chaos. Amen? Go into a room when it's been structured, cleaned. You feel good, don't you? Doesn't it feel good? I'm telling you, sometimes my office can be a mess. And I walk in there, I'm like going, somebody's got to clean this. (laughs) But again, it's the thing that we need to look at in life and realize that uh, it's a choice. It's a choice. You're going to either look at it in the right light and make decisions accordingly or you're going to continue down the path of, you know, being organized or disorganized, unorganized. And again, anything we hear um, through scripture, through the teaching of God's word is tied for our betterment. It's, it's to help us become better in life. And I, I believe that if you can do this and recognize the responsibility to make changes and to continue with that attitude. That's what this is about. I mean, I've been doing this quite a while now and I still have to make changes. You'd think after over 35 years, I'd be, you know, close to perfect. But the closer, the longer I go, the more I think, man, I'm so far away from what I need to be. And it, it's not a negative at all. It's, it's recognizing that if you're gonna live life and have purpose, and be relevant till you're 120, you've got, you've got to continue to grow. You've got to t- continue to learn. It is statistical proof that when seniors get to the place where they're not needed, we don't, they don't feel like they, they have a part in society or even in the place of their, their sphere, they start degrading to death. It's when they know they're needed. It's when they know they still have importance is when they keep moving forward and keep having purpose. And that's what I want to see for everybody in here, everybody, no matter how old or how young, to recognize that if you're here, you have purpose, period. You have purpose. So let's remember that, amen? Proverbs 24.3 says this. With wisdom, a house is built. With understanding, it is established. With knowledge, its rooms are filled with every kind of riches, both precious and pleasant. I think that's Pastor Lyle's, one of Pastor Lyle's favorite scriptures when it comes to our house. Because we look at a house and we look at the, the process of, of getting a house and, and then getting into the house and having nothing in the house. And as you look at that scripture, it says, when you operate in wisdom, operate in God's truths of life, what takes place? Understanding is established. The ability to not only see or understand a principle, I mean, see or gravitate or hold on to a principle, but to start understanding how that principle works. Again, in the place of faith. And then what happens is, is things start taking place. Things start happening. And this is not only in a natural, but in your house at home, your lives, your families. Again, with wisdom, a family is built. With understanding, a family is established. With knowledge, the lives are filled with every kind of riches. Is that cool? But again, it starts with wisdom. Matthew 7, 24 says this. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Therefore, Jesus is saying, whoever hears. Everybody say hears. Hears. It's not 
you have an ear that hears, it's an attitude to receive. It's not the Greek word that says, I hear something. It's the word that places an attitude behind what you're listening to. If anyone has the right attitude to learn, if anyone has the right attitude to learn, they will do them. They will obey them. They will follow them. They will submit to them. They will recognize them as the right thing to do. I will liken that person to a wise one. The word wisdom here is fron emos. And it means to be thoughtful, practical, intelligent, the ability to discern and judge properly. I will liken him to a person that is wise, not a person that has a degree, a person that has the right type of education, a person that is born in the right neighborhood, a person that has the right color. No. A wise person is someone that hears the word and does the word. That establishes you as a wise man or a wise woman. Just that. And it says, I will liken them to a wise person who builds their house on the rock. So they're building a house and they build it on the right foundation. They build a house on a rock. So they look for the right foundation to build the house upon. That is a wise man or woman. Are you guys seeing this? And the rains descend, chaos. The floods came, chaos. The winds blew, chaos. And beat on that house, much chaos. But it did not fall. Everybody say, did not fall. Put an attitude behind it. Did not fall. It did not fall. Did not fall. Jesus is making this comment, all right? He said, it, chaos was beaten all over your life, but you did not fall. Why? Because your foundation, because your foundation. A house is going to be built, period. This isn't, you know, a, a fairy tale of, you know, a straw house, a wood house, and a, a stone house. And I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your head. This isn't that story. A house, same material, same siding here, stucco. And you look at the house and you say, it's the exact same thing. But the problem with that look is what is it built on? Look around. You're going to see a lot of houses in here right now. Let's move right along. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, does not do them. It's see, th th both parties are hearing the same thing, but one's not doing them and another is doing them. Not doing, doing. Y'all grown up in here, you, you, you've been a teen before, you, you've, you, you've grown up in life and you know there's a not doing them and what happens and the doing them that what happens. Usually when you're doing the right thing, good things happen. When you do the wrong thing, wrong things happen. There are what? Consequences, right? So Jesus said, you hear it, but you don't do it. You hear it, but you don't do it. We do different things here. We have different seasons that we look at and say, you know what, we need to make sure we're staying focused not only on the spirit, but the soul. And not only on the spirit and the soul, but the body. And so we'll do things to help. So you'll hear words. And you'll either do them or not do them. And those that I know for a fact that do them receive a benefit from it.
and those that do not do them stay exactly the same. Nothing changes. See, the, this, this is what living life is about. It's about accepting challenge. Why? Because you matter. You, you, you just don't exist in life. You're created for greater than that. Everything about your DNA cries out, I'm bigger than that. But it's all, who are you listening to? What are you listening to? That's what you have to recognize. Hear and do. And he goes, but that, that person that doesn't do, I'm going to show you what they look like. They build their house. Build, they're doing the same house. It's not a cheaper house. But they put it on the wrong type of foundation. He goes, this is a, this, a person that hears but does not do. This is the Greek language, all right? It's the Greek word moras. We get our word moron from it. This word literally means to be sluggish, dull, stupid, in mind, not using any wisdom. That's what Jesus said. Can you imagine him talking to all these people? And he says, you know what? When people don't listen to what I'm doing, I liken to that person as an idiot, a stupid person. Now, we don't see Jesus doing that, but that's exactly what he did. He's giving a parable. He's communicating. He's teaching. Now, why is he doing that? Because he's saying, listen, I'm not building it. You are building it. This ain't on me. This is for you to understand. You need to be able to receive instruction from a person that is trying to help you. Trying to elevate your life. But you don't want to do it that way. You don't want to hear. You don't want to receive. Why? Because you know everything. You're 18. Are you guys listening to me? The thing is, is we've got to understand anything that, that God shows us, anything that Jesus is showing us, first of all, is on the foundation of love for you. Secondly, it's on hearts, God's heart for your success in life. What God, I only do what the Father tells me to do. That's what Jesus said. Why have you come, Jesus, to give them life and life more abundantly? Success. Success. That's what he wants for you. How many things have you sabotaged in your life because of religion, opinions, because of what country you're born in, what area of the city you were born in, what color your skin? How many times have you sabotaged your life because of that stuff rather than what God says? How many times? How many times have we robbed ourselves? Because we make an excuse or reason why we can't or we won't or it's impossible. And God's word contradicts all those negative terms we use in life. I'm just saying, listen, I, I want you to be bigger and better than that. Because if you don't, you'll never experience <clears throat> what God has for you. They built their house on sand. The rain chaos descends. The floods chaos come. The winds chaos blow. Beat on that house. And it fell. Fell. Again, it's a parable. It's information. It's saying, listen, I'd, I'm not establishing all these requirements for those to be able to overcome chaos. All I'm asking you to do is hear my word and do it. Believe me. Believe that I want the best for you. Believe that whatever you're hearing and you're having issues with, it's okay. Just follow through with what I'm saying. That's how life is, isn't it? We get on a path of instruction. 
But we don't stop there. We don't learn one plus one equals two and say, okay, I've mastered it. I'm done. We got this. One plus one equals two. Why go any further? We don't do that, do we? No. But do we make a conscious decision that we need to know more? No. We're taught. You guys remember, you're taught. So it's almost like it's not really up to you. Now, why would that be? And this is a worldwide picture of people, everybody. The human race is exactly the same. Place child in front of teacher and you taught, you're told what to believe and how to believe. How can different countries treat women differently or men differently or people differently or races differently? Why? How come? Because it, you're automatically born on that land. It just creates this hatred toward a certain group, a certain religion. Is that how it works? No. They're taught. It's not like, excuse me, but why? No. It's this is what the truth is. And you're trained and raised that way. They hate Jews. They hate Muslims. They hate Catholics. They hate Christians. They hate uh, whatever. Hate, hate, hate. It's trained. You're not birthed with it. It's trained. That right there should go, make you go, oh, that's awesome. Why? Because if you're trained that, you can be untrained and be trained to be different than that. Everybody. But now we have a choice. We're not those little kids anymore. Amen? But doesn't the Bible say that's what we must become? Become like a child. Not in emotion or behavior, but in the ability to learn. Open up your heart. Open up your mind and say, God, let's go. Let's bring this stuff in. Get this information. I'm just going to receive it, receive it. I'm going to stumble. I'm going to fall. I'm going I'm I'm to have issues. I'm going to have questions. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep moving forward with this information. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to work. Your life will change. So, Ultimately, we look at this and say, okay, I need to have structure in my life, not chaos. Now, out there is a lot of chaos going on. We have different opinions, different answers, different questions. We've got all kinds of different going on. That's chaotic. That's confusion. The enemy runs rampant in it. He loves confusion and every evil work. That's how the devil operates. If he can get that working in your life, in your family, in your marriage, it doesn't matter. If he can get that confusion working, chaos is going to follow. And listen, I, I didn't want to, I, I thought, I don't want to get deep into this, but all you have to do is look at all the, the information on what a life of chaos will produce. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to find all kinds of negative results of a chaotic life. You're going to find all kinds of health issues with a chaotic life. Emotional issues. It's not a good thing. And I'm not talking about, you know, you haven't cleaned your room for a week. Right? No, I'm a bad person. I forgot to make my bed. We're not talking about that. We're talking about having structure, yes. But we're not talking about, you know... uh, misses and you know we were we went on vacation and got back and everything's a mess we need a vacation from the vacation all i'm saying is is you know when your life is out of control or chaotic and so we need to take the necessary steps to clean up start structuring a little bit at a time amen or big it all depends on what you can go for but either way do something amen do something and I know there's going to be a lot of wives using this against their husband. Pastor Dan said, do something. <laughs> Structure. Anything, this is the definition, anything composed of parts 
arrange according to a particular system. The ability to complete and make whole. That's what structure is. Chaos, complete disorder and confusion. Unorganized, inability to complete or make whole. One has the ability to complete and make whole. The other one has the inability to complete and make whole. I mean, come on. How many guesses you need which one God wants you to have, right? He wants you to have structure. Proverbs 6, 6. Take a lesson from the ants. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. Now this is the operating life. Verse 11. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber if you choose to disregard the life of an ant. What God is saying is, is there are times when the right thing might not feel like the right thing because everything's going good. I, I worked construction before I was full-time ministry. And in the construction trade, it's never up on top all the time, ever. And I did it for years. I had my own company. And construction's like this. It can be high right now, and then, you know, a year later, it can be gone from this city, from this state, and just like that. It can be up, it can be down. That's how construction is. It's always been that way. I've been in, I mean, major areas of, of big-time construction going on, and I've been places where construction just died. And the people that make it are the ones that consider the end. The people that fail are the ones that what I see all the time is, is things are good and they got money rolling. And what do they do? Spend, spend, spend. Just spend. I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm buying. And, and the problem is, is you're not working a job that's continual. In other words, it's not a necessary need that's constant. So any connected work tied to construction, that could be a realtor. Anyone that's connected to construction has to understand that there can be some lean times. So if you ain't gathering some of that abundance right now, there's going to be a lean time when you're going to go, ah, and all that stuff that you had to have because you have money now ain't going to pay your bill. And by the way, once you buy it, you lose all the amount that you bought it for. So whatever you bought ain't worth that price anymore. So it ain't like you can go, well, I'll just sell this stuff. You just lost 50% of everything. It's like buying a car, you know? It costs you 30 grand, now it's worth 10. And you just drove off the lot. I mean, how does that work? Isn't that crazy? But see, that's what life is. And so I understood that I got, I got to make sure that um, you know, November, December, and January, I've got some money for the payment of the house for electricity. Because usually people stop doing stuff. They stop wanting the bills, stop because they're doing their thing. And, and you have to rely on God as far as I had to for, for many years. But I didn't go into it with, oh, I got a ton of money in the bank because I'm super busy and I'm just going to go travel and spend it all. And I've seen so many people over the years fail and lose homes, lives, because that's what they do. Uncontrollable, because they're not operating wisdom. And people understand wisdom is the principal thing in life, the principal thing. And God even says, get wisdom, get it. It's more precious than the most, most, expensive materials, stones, jewelry, whatever on this planet. And if we don't operate through scripture, we're going to end up, you know, failing in life. So we have to understand that you look at, there are going to be ups and downs in life. There are times when you're up and the times when you're down. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. But we have to understand that. So we see in life, there's going to be chaos, correct? Everybody understands that. 
How many have had chaos in their lives this year? If, if your hands are not raised, you got a chaotic problem of lying. But it is, right? I mean, but in the middle of this chaos, I believe we can uh, take scripture principles and we can have success. That's what we're going to get into, how we're going to do that. Genesis 8, chapter 1, Genesis 8, verse 1 says this. As long as the earth remains, there will be. Everybody say, there will be. Say it again. Again. There will be. You guys are very obedient this morning. You guys are awesome. Or you guys are stupid. It's an inside joke for anybody who's here for the first time. You just call them stupid? Awesome to stupid? This means the same thing. We're weird here. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer, winter, day and night. Now that's God's commitment and covenant to Noah. He said, this is going to happen. Not going to change. This will happen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. For everything, there is a season. For everything, there is a season. A time for every activity under heaven. Heaven. Now, this connects to su success completely when you understand seasons. I believe without a doubt that understanding this is one of the greatest teachings that you can have towards seeing yourself and others. Because I believe when people live judgmental lives, they don't understand seasons. And it's so important to understand seasons. It's so vital for your life. It's so vital for you because you're going to have times where you're like going, ah, but it's a season. It's just a season. I was just doing me in summertime, but it's a season. All right. And this is so important, really. So, so, so vital for life. So life is made up of many different seasons. And again, Seasons, you know, you're going to have different emotional responses, different responsibilities. It all depends. It's like a season you're married and then a child comes and there's not the same season anymore. You lost that season. It's gone. I'm telling you right now, the season ain't going to be the same ever again. No matter how much you try to pretend. You ever, you ever when you're younger, um, try to do Christmas over again because you just love the feeling. So you wake up in the morning, Santa Claus came. I know we don't believe in him, but I did at one point. But hey, five years ago, I got over it. But the point is, so Christmas is there. Boom. It's exciting. It's filled with so much. Oh, you're just like, this is the greatest feeling in the world. And so what me and my brothers would do is we'd pretend to do it again. So we'd keep everything there, put everything back and everything. We'd wake up in the morning. It never felt the same. Never felt the same. Not even a little bit. You couldn't get that because oh, it was already done. That's like having a kid. So you can pretend it ain't going to work. Season's passed. Bring in a second kid. That first kid season's over with. I'm telling you, this, it changes. Everything changes. The more you add in your families, the, you know, the less happy, I mean, the less season. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You just have more, more, you know, trying to be kind. Challenges for success. No, it's just, it's just, there's more to your life. And responsibility. That's all. And that's what this life is about. There's going to be changes. There's going to be seasons you go through. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church. That's the problem. Religion is such a con job. You get people who have been in church for years. They think they're all that. No, you're not. You're not. That's the problem. You are religious and don't see it. You don't. Because you think time in the building makes you special. No, it doesn't. This makes you special. And this creates a heart attitude toward being defined as special. Not, I've been here 20 years. I've been here 30 years. I don't care how long you've been here. 
If you're in here just breathing, you ain't here. Let's move right along. I mean, listen, this is what life's about. Understanding these principles. Amen? Yeah. Do you know that plants need seasons? I mean, think about it. We, we like growth and harvest, but plants without the whole process of everything needed in its ability to grow has to go where harvest, and then it starts to die, and regrowth, regeneration, for it to produce the greatest results. It can't have just one season. It has to have all of them to be successful. I like that. So that means when I'm going through a tough season, it's okay. I'm growing. I know people don't like to hear that. We like the fake one. It's always perfect seasons, always perfect. That's a Christian life. No, it isn't. And if you're living a real Christian life, you got some ugly seasons going a lot. Why? Because there's an enemy in the world that hates you. There, yeah, forget the enemy in the world. There's family members that hate you. I mean, come on. They're just as worse as anybody. I mean, you can go hang out with a drug dealer and get better treatment than, you know, some of your aunties or something. Come on, man, serious. I mean, they can be some mean people. Let me give you four truths about seasons. Four truths about seasons. Number one, you can't control them. You cannot control seasons. You need to learn to adjust. Some are fast, some are slow, some are cold, some are hot. You have to understand the process, the principle. All right? Understand it. That's all. It, it's when, I know a lot of ladies will get this. I got this. I got a good understanding of this principle, and that is this. When do you buy winter clothes? When do you buy summer clothes? You go, shoppers. I understand that principle, and I like that principle, because that sweater that's 100 bucks, pretty soon it's going to be 20 in August, and that's when we get our winter clothes. That's what we like to do. I remember um, without kids, we, Pastor Lau would get a, a, a bathing suit and buy it in the wintertime, and it was always a great price, but once we looked in the summertime, it's like triple the price. I'm going, we ain't going. It's too expensive. <laughs> Use the old one. But it's just the way the world works. But you learn to operate in the seasons using the wisdom. Because you don't think, you know, by summer and winter. That's not how we're thinking. It's winter. I need winter clothes. But if you're structuring life, start becoming wise in what you're doing. Amen? A little wisdom operating. Number two, seasons can be confusing. In the situation, we be lacking information. Remember, Seasons can be confusing. We walk by faith, not by knowing everything. We walk by faith, not by knowing everything. And a lot of times we're waiting for, I need to know, I need to know, I need to know. Walk by faith. Sometimes you're in a season, you're like going, what the heck? This is like not good. 2020, praise God, 2020. I'm sure everybody's going to leave this year going, I can't wait to get back 2020. No one's ever going to talk that way. You know what? Except some politicians. That's about it. I'm telling you, it's just like, you know, it's, uh, but there's a lot of successes also during this time. A lot. We've had more salvations in this year than the history of this church. What? What? More salvations in one year, not than in the whole, in other words, the whole, I'm talking about, we don't even come close. Even in a good year of people getting saved, we don't even come close than what we did. I can't wait till the end of the year when I give statistics out of the hundreds and hundreds of people. And I've got to say, that's amazing. That's awesome. Do you understand? 
don't know about you, but that's good news. That's good news. And what, almost half the year, you guys weren't even here. Where were you? No, I mean, think about it. And, and we getting that many? That's, I just think that's the greatest thing in the world. It's awesome. Thank you, Father. That is so cool. So they can be confusing because you don't have answers, but hey, we're looking at life in a different way. And the way is, is if I don't have an answer, I'm going to keep moving forward in the right direction of the last answer I had. Ultimately, I'm going to come out. Amen? Number three. Fourth truth, I mean, third truth about seasons. There is a purpose for seasons that we might not like, but we must look to the benefit in the bad. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things, everybody say all things. Now say all seasons. And we know that all seasons work together for good. That what? All seasons. Remember I said plants have to have every season. Life needs every season. Even if, you know, we live here, you know, you get fall for what? Three days, is it? We're going back into summer already? I don't know what it is now. But I mean, we have a weird four seasons here, don't we? Now, if you go north, you get a, a, a different picture of that. You'll start seeing it. My house, it's like the tree's green. And then one day it's going to be gone. And you're like, oh, what, where, what happened? It was green and then boom, everything's gone. And all of a sudden it's going to start growing back in the middle of January. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. But there's no, there's no this beautiful process of change. It's just, <laughs> but the thing is, is there's going to be different things that we look at in a season and not like it. But if you have this understanding, all things work together for good. For those who love God. What is that? You hear and do. You hear and do. Amen. Hear and do. And are called according to his purposes. That's, that, that scripture is all I need. That one right there. But like I'm in a season and you're like going, it really sucks. But all things work together for good. Not all things are good. It never said that. It didn't say all things are good. I don't look at this Chinese virus and go, oh, this is good. This is so good. We, we have more salvation, but I don't look at it and go, oh, this is good. It's ugly. It's bad. It's terrible. But God's been doing good things in the midst of it. Amen? Good things. Number four. Truth number four. Success and failures, ups and downs, storms do come. No matter what, it, 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 life is filled with ups and downs. The scripture we just read about the storms came, the rains fell, the winds blow. That's what you have to recognize in life. If you're always looking to be on top of the mountain, you're not living life. You're living a fantasy. Just understand that. Marriages, understand that. There's going to be ups and downs. If you're looking at someone, fake book, fake book, that everything is up, it's a lie. I'm telling you right now, straight out, straight out lie. Straight up. You ain't living with them 24-7. It's just real. And anybody that's married, that's alive, can go, yes, amen. That's true, pastor. I'm am I telling the truth or not? That your, your followers can't hear me, all right? <laughs> If I say something, they won't believe. No one believes. Just the people that believe in fairy tales. <laughs> I'm going to give you seven seasonal understandings. Seven seasonal understandings. Number one, everything has a season, but God and his word. Everything has a season. Everything changes, but God and his word. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. God never changes. Never forget that. We can 
trust, put our belief in him and know that he does not change. Truth never changes. Whether it be a world war, a pandemic, one plus one equals two. Doesn't change it at all. Why? Because that's the truth. Unchangeable. Sun rises. Doesn't matter what Corona's talking about, what Corona's doing. The sun's going to rise. The sun's going to set. Why? It's a truth that's unchangeable. So get hold of these truths that are unchangeable. No matter what you're going through. Right? It's, it's the word. Number two, all problems, all seasons are temporary. Isn't that what we see? Temporary. You don't stay winter forever. You don't stay summer forever, almost. But isn't this true though? I mean, you don't. It, it, it has change. That's what life's about. All problems, all seasons are temporary. Never look at them as permanent. You understand? If you're going to, listen, if you want to have this life become different than what it's been in the past, you're going to have to start seeing through the eyes of God's truth, God's wisdom. He's telling you, pay attention to these words of mine so that you can have answers for the, the chaos, for the problem, for the issue, for the up, for the down. It don't matter. God wants you to be aware, awake, attentive. So when these things come, you're like going, ah, you caught me off guard, I'm scared. No, it's like, I don't have answers. I don't understand it. But you know what? I'm gonna keep living. I'm gonna keep being successful. Why? Because you need to. And if you're married, your spouse needs it. And if you have kids, your kids need it. You all got that? We look at this thing and we think, oh, the virus, the virus. You know the effects of what the government has done has done more destruction in people's lives? Unemployment rises 1%. Watch this. Suicides rise 1.6%. You can look at the negatives and look at that as scary, scary. But I'm telling you right now, a lot of things, a lot of attitudes and actions that the government makes is destroying lives. Don't, don't stick your head in your, your, your mask or your sand or, or hide in a closet. Understand that people's lives are being destroyed out there. Spouse abuse, skyrocket. Molestations, skyrocket. You don't think this, th there's these adverse effects from, from taking people, human beings, and slamming them in a, in, a, in, in a house and saying, stay there? We're not animals. You can do that to your dog, but not people. There's going to be ugly, nasty consequences. And that's a fact. Don't do that. No, 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 I don't want to hear. We have a responsibility to hear. Why? Because we're human beings. We're not mice. We're not lab rats. We're created in the image of God. Second Corinthians 4, 17, verse 18. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. In other words, we're looking at God. We're looking at the supernatural. We're looking at his words. It's, this, it's the area where belief, hope, faith operate in. Temporary is what we're living in. That's it. We don't fix our gaze on things that, on, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. 
Go through the list of all the different, quote, pandemics. Go through the list of all the terrible things that happened. How come they're not still happening? You guys tell me. How come? Why aren't we still dealing with whatever we, whatever pandemic, whatever ugly thing years ago we were dealing with? Why isn't it still happening? Because it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. We will overcome. We will win. This will be something you look back and go, oh, and that was ugly. But we're living this time period now. Amen. That's it. I mean, at least one good thing we got about uh, in, in this thing is, is people are cleaning their hands up, washing their hands. Because, man, before this thing, some of you some nasty with your hands. You've been touching things and grabbing things. Just like, oh, my gosh. And we're all doing this. And now I just, I, you know, because I'm not a germaphobe, but just that the hand thing, you're like going, dude, I saw you picking your nose a little bit ago. And now you're wanting to, you wanted to shake my hand. Now I have to shake because that's what we do. And I'm like going, oh, I feel it. Now I don't have to. I'll never have to anymore because everybody's going to go, oh, 2020, I get it. Okay. <laughs> loving it, loving it. Praise God for that. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, we don't want to despair. Because if you do, hopelessness will kick in. That makes things worse, doesn't it? Number three, truth number three. Seasons might be long, but won't last forever. We have a long summer. Fargo, North Dakota has a long winter. They're, listen, they started winter in, in July. I mean, they have, they have the length of winter that they only don't get, actually not July, but they only get snow, no snow months, twice, July and August. Snows every other month. All the months there, it snows, except July and August. We get summer all the way till January 8th and it ends January 12th. <laughs> In other words, <laughs> It can last long, but it, it will change. It will change. I thought that was crazy because when I look at this place and I think, you know, we're, we're in the 80s and that's just, I, I don't like that. I don't like putting up our Christmas lights and I'm in shorts and I'm sweating. <laughs> I, I hate everything about that. I, I honestly do. I can't stand it. I know they got to get up, but it just, it's like, there ain't no feeling of Christmas. So you got to really, you know, it's, it, it's by faith. Put it up and, and pretty soon it'll get a little cooler. And it'll be nice. And you walk out there and it's a little crispy and you put a sweater on, you know, whatever. You know, because it's still in the 70s. And when it gets in the 60s, we put a coat on. But you know what I'm saying? And then it feels, it's just like, it's better. It's better. But anyway, it, it's... Listen, it's going to be long, but it doesn't last forever. This virus has been long. It's not going to last forever, okay? Just, just know that. Get our heads up. Let's, let's look today and into our future as, as good things happening. Truth number four, seasons can be self-imposed. Ouch! Seasons can be self-imposed. In other words, we can make some dumb decisions, right? Can't we? Or is it just me? Am I the only one like that? We can make choices that bring on a season of summer if you don't like summer. If you don't like winter, you can make choices that bring a, a season of winter. Either way, you can bring in a season that you don't want to be in, but you made the choices that created that chaos. Is this not true? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's not talking to you, I'm sure. Yeah, see, you need to do it with a straight face because you know I'm talking to your neighbor. James 1, 14, 15. Everyone is tempted by his own desires or his mother-in-law. They lure... I was kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> James 1, 14. Everyone is tempted by his own desires as they lure them away and trap them. Remember, God doesn't tempt anyone. 
the previous verse is God doesn't tempt anyone. You'll have dumb preachers up there talking about God tempting. God just he'll tempt me, see if I'll do it or not. No, he isn't. Read the Bible, fool. Jeez, some of these guys are really weird. Verse 15, then desire becomes pregnant, gives birth to sin, sin grows up, it gives birth to death. And you'd be looking at that and going, well, just because I sinned, it doesn't mean I die. That's not exactly what it's teaching. What it's teaching is there are things that sin produces that can cause death, but one of the major words that it's used for is no production. No production. In other words, you're not going to have production in this. No success, no growth, no production. Y'all got that? Death is a final term that you're thinking, well, I sin, 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 I haven't died yet. Well, that's a problem. You looked at it incorrectly. I can guarantee you there's a whole lot of death in your life. Guarantee it. Because that's what God said. Y'all got that? All right, just making sure. Let me give you three understandings about being self-imposed as far as seasons are there because of you. Number one, remember your decisions today will affect your tomorrow, okay? Your decisions today will affect your tomorrow. You make some bad season decisions today, you're gonna bring the rain tomorrow. It's gonna come, bam, okay? It's gonna come. Second one, most barriers to success are man-made. Most barriers to success are man-made. We make bad choices. We make bad decisions. And it throws up barriers. It's just an understanding, that's all. Third thing is, all your worst decisions in life, ready for this? All your worst decisions in life were made by you. Were made by me. Every bad decision that was made, I made it. You all got that? Quit pointing fingers, quit blaming so we have to understand that. Seasons can be self-imposed, all right? Proverbs 16, 25 says this, there is a way that seems right to a person, but eventually it leads to death. Isn't that interesting? When we're doing it our way, a whole lot of things we think are the right way aren't. And that's what causes a lot of trouble. We need to seek wisdom and godly counsel. And when you seek wisdom, godly counsel, this is what Proverbs 16, 25 says. It says, there's a way that seems right to a person, but eventually ends in death. All the preceding verses before that say this. Seek wisdom, godly counsel. Control your words and how and what you say. Speak words of life and not death. That's all before that. So it's saying, if you want to live a life God-controlled, watch what's coming out of your mouth, how you're acting. Then you won't be led by, well, that seems right, and get screwed, all right? And that's something you have to understand. Learn to make right decisions in bad seasons. will set you up for success, guaranteed. Amen? Number six. I'm on number six, right? No, number five. But I'm number five. <gasps> number five's gone. Who took number five? Learn to, I just read it. Learn, six is underneath it. I just got lost on there. I'm scared. It's chaotic right now. Learn to make right decisions in bad seasons. This year, this year, you all have had so many opportunities to make right decisions in the midst of this ugly. Everybody in here, everybody. We don't because we can blame. You've had more time ever, most of you, ever, with your family than you've ever had before. And so many years before, you wished you could have time with your family. Now you're going, I wish they weren't around so much. Isn't that weird? So many things that we wish for, finally we have the opportunity, we don't do anything about it. So what do we do? What are we gonna do about it? Are we gonna take advantage in the midst of this thing and start realizing, you know what? 
I need to start eating better. I need to start exercising. Do you know the number one cause of death is not the disease? Do you understand that? It's not the disease. It's the underlying physical problems that the disease attacks. No, you, listen, science states that. I know people love the word science. Science proves that. Medical science completely proves that. But that's not what we listen to. We're not listening to that. We're listening to y'all going to die. No, you're not. You're not. What you need to know is, is you need to get your body healthy, period, with the Chinese COVID virus or without any virus. You need to be healthy. All right, we're going Daniel fast. Forget Thanksgiving. That's it. All of you, Daniel fast. <laughs> That's like I'm threatening in church. What? Oh my God. Well, they're threatening in you know, California. You can't have Thanksgiving. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? You can't, you can't go to your, your family's house. What, what, are you serious? Are people going to listen to that crapola? I mean, that is ridiculous. Tell me I can't have Thanksgiving. That's like them trying to tell me, don't say Christmas. They tried. Don't say Christmas. Happy holidays. Man, you throw a happy holidays, you're gonna get Christmas, you're gonna get married. God bless you, Christmas. Don't throw that happy holiday in my face. Happy seasons, happy holiday. Mary, God bless you, Christmas. Mary, Jesus was born, Christmas. <laughs> throw that gauntlet down. I know this is, this is ludicrous. And I'm not talking about the rap star. He's even alive still, I don't know. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? I mean, this is silly. Oh, man. You think I'm wrong in this? I'm, I am trying to calm myself down because I could go crazy on people right now. Just crazy. You know, a strip club is okay to operate, but a church isn't? I mean, when are you going to rise up and go, No! You can talk to my foot, you can talk to my fist, but no, I ain't playing this Christian. I'm going to bow down and get beat by your ugly atheist face. This is ridiculous. Man, thank God I don't live in California. And don't move here. Unless you believe in Jesus. Then y'all come here. But you stay there, all of you. You created that mess. Don't bring it in here. Don't bring it in my town. This is crazy, is it not? Are you guys, do you guys understand what I'm saying? I got the soapbox, that's why I'm like, going, ah! but isn't that ridiculous? All right. Down. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Ecclesiastes 7 8 says this the end of something is better than its beginning. The end of something is better than its beginning. When we make right decisions in bad seasons, it will set us up for success for the next season. Sowing reaping principle. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, whatever person sows, they reap. So you sow good in the bad, you're going to have a harvest in the next season. That's good to know, is it not? Number six, I'll always know that God is at work. Always know that God is at work. Philippians 1, 6. Being confident of this very thing. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. Isn't that awesome? We think, you go through life, sometimes we can go through life just dazed through the chaos, dazed through the issues, dazed through the pressures, dazed through, just, we're just going through life and it's, sometimes you feel like, you know, where's God? I want you to know God hasn't gone anywhere. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our attitude goes, not him. He said he's going to continue to work in your life. Then allow it. We should be growing spiritually right now, big time. We should be multiplying in our understanding 
and our view of God's word and our outlook of faith in this life. Right now we should be. Not, not cowering and hiding and being all scared, but being in a position where you're like going, you know what? I'm going to grab hold of life. I'm going to take hold of life. Listen, everything I'm saying does not eliminate wisdom. It doesn't mean that we automatically just run out there like fools and act like a fool. Don't do that. We recognize the responsibility to look after one another. It's not about a mask or with or without. It's not about six feet or not six feet. It's about understanding that there are people that that are delicate. And I'm not going to stomp on them just because I'm all healthy and I'm not going to get sick. I'm not going to do that. That's not what we're called to do. I mean, even scripture says, scripture talks about this type of mindset where you can eat meat and love meat, but if someone gets offended that you're eating meat, move the meat aside. Eat the potato, eat the salad. That's what God says. He says, don't try to trample your freedom over someone that has an issue. You know, it's not violating scripture. If, if, I, if I put a mask on going into the grocery store, I'm not violating my Christian faith. It, it's, I don't have to be that person. I just take it off right away. I don't cover my nose. That's a little rebellion. But I cross the line on nose covering. I need to breathe. But the point is, is I'm not trying to teach a message that goes against the grain of someone else's faith or someone else's position in life that might be a little more uh, delicate than mine, I'm not going to do that. But I'm also not going to bow to things that are contrary to God's word. I won't do it. That's when I will make a stand. And I will make a stand. It's like when we did, we, we didn't throw our fists in the air and go, we won't close. We could kill us what our governor says or what our city mayor says. We didn't do that. In my heart, I did. But we all have those type of attitudes, do we not? But then wisdom prevails and you go, you know what? It's unknown. It's the thing where we need to look at this through wisdom and understanding. God's going to get the glory and he'll get the best of this whole thing. We operate with that. It's not, they didn't close our doors. We made a decision to help in the way we could, where we believe at the time. And that's, that's it. It's no big deal. I'm just saying we can operate with wisdom and operate with understanding, but we don't have to drive a truck over people with that wisdom and understanding. That's how we touch the world. We walk in our truth. We walk in our position of strength. But again, I'm not going to get aggressively in act, aggressive in action and offend someone just because of my freedom in Christ. I won't do it. I'm just not going to do it. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. The last thing is this. You are never alone no matter what. You might feel alone sometimes. You might feel in a position of of hopelessness, maybe you're in a position of weakness. I don't know what you're going through. I mean, everybody in here has different chaos going on. Some are in different seasons right now. This might be your high season. It might be someone else's low season. And don't you run your high season over their low season. You ain't getting it. You ain't having that. You ain't doing this. You ain't, that's, we ain't that people, amen? We're not those people. So when we recognize this, we look at this correctly, we can start saying, you know what? When I look at this and I see God's at work in me and I'm never alone, Hebrews 13, 5, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. I like what Paul says, Second Timothy, Paul makes this statement. He goes, I was delivered in front of the courts. This is a big deal right now. He has all these followers, all his disciples. He's got all these people that our, our lives have been impacted and we went up in front of the judge in one of the most trying times of his life. He looked around and no one was there. He was by himself. 
Many times we can find ourselves in the worst of the worst where everybody ran, everybody abandoned us. That's what he did. That's what he said. He said, and I was abandoned. Let me read this. This is amazing. I was brought before the judge. No one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them. What a heart. What a heart. Here, let me read it my way. In 2 Daniel. Everyone abandoned me. May God kill them all. <laughs> Paul didn't do that. I'm not Paul, though. But I'm getting that direction. But isn't that amazing? And then he says this. This is beautiful. But the Lord stood with me. And gave me strength. You're never alone. Don't ever, th- I don't care what you're dealing with, where you're at in life. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you right now. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're never, ever, ever alone. He is with you. He is for you. And, and knowing that life is just, it's something you can win in. No matter who's abandoned you, left you, felt you, you know, you, you, you feel like no one's there. Believe me, he is. He's with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he's, and he's going to be there in the worst of times, as well as the best. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you for the word and we thank you for the truth of the word of God. I ask that, that there's any person in here that has never received Jesus, any person out there that has never received Jesus, that you've been hearing to a message that it, it, it has woken your spirit, has woken your, your heart, and you desire to know more. You desire to want this life. You're looking at life with, with chaos and problems and issues. But after hearing this truth, these truths, you realize, you know what? This God is a God that's for me, not against me. This is a God that cares about me. And this is a God that wants to be with me during these times of trouble. Put your faith in Jesus. He'll never let you down. And if you've never received Jesus in here, you've never received Jesus out there, then all I want you to do is I want you to call in the name of Jesus and get him in your life. It's so simple. All you do is say, Jesus, I believe in you and I want you in my life. Say this with me. Jesus, I believe in you and I want you in my life. Jesus, Come into my heart. I believe in you. I believe that you hear me and you save me. Today, I am with you because of my belief in you. If anyone in here prayed the prayer for the first time, just lift your hand. I got something special for you. Everyone out there, if you prayed the prayer for the first time, get in touch with us. We got something special for you. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.